Welcome to Bible Reading Today. We're continuing our study from the book of Romans on assurance of salvation, and this is Lesson 18. Now, in our study of assurance of salvation, we've discovered certain things that are of great comfort to us. We've been told that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, that everyone who has welcomed Christ into their heart has received the Holy Spirit, and because of that can be certain of eventually being raised to eternal life in Christ Jesus at his coming. We discovered last time three evidences that this is so. The evidence of a changing life, the evidence of the Spirit's leading, and the evidence of a growing sense of inner certainty of our salvation. But if all of this is so, if we are certainly saved, how do we understand the evident fact of our continued suffering in this world? Why do we still continue to suffer if we've been healed from the problem of sin? And the answer is given in verses 17 through 30, where we receive four encouragements to keep in mind as we wait for our final salvation at Christ's return. First of all, we're told that our sufferings as Christians are in some mysterious way that we can't fully comprehend an experience of sharing in the sufferings of Christ. Romans 8.17 says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs of Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Now here we're assured that when we suffer because we are Christians, that this is evidence of our being headed for a final glorification with Christ at his coming. That this is when we suffer because we are Christians. Not all the things that we suffer come to us because we belong to Christ, of course. Cancer may come to non-believers as well as believers, for example. But when we're shunned by our friends, when we're thought strange by our neighbors, or we're persecuted in some way, petty or violent, well, that's proof that we're headed for final glory with Jesus. Second, we're told that the present suffering we experience is even experienced by nature itself, and that when Jesus returns, even nature is going to be put back right. Romans 8.21 says that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. This present world of sin-caused suffering will not stand in the end. When Jesus comes, nature itself will be healed, along with all of those who belong to him. Third, we're told that we have the help of the Holy Spirit in enduring of suffering. Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. As we await Jesus' return and pass through the fires of suffering for his sake, we have the comfort of knowing that the Holy Spirit is praying for us with groanings too deep for words, which I understand to mean that he's praying to the Father on our behalf with agonized words too profound for you and I to even get our minds around. And what a comforting thought that is. And finally, in verses 29 and 30, we're given another strong statement of confidence 
of our eventual glorification with Christ. Those verses say, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. All whom he foreknew are now in Christ, and all who are in Christ are predestined to share his glory. How much more plainly can this be stated? All who are in Christ are destined to share his glory eternally. Next time, we'll examine the most dramatic and climactic statement of the believer's security in all of Scripture. Thanks again for joining us today, and we look forward to being with you then.